This is the Best in Class podcast with Sean Sullivan presented by Bill Curry Ford. Best in Class looks at rookies and young players around the league with a healthy side of Bucks talk from Mr. Bucks fan himself, Sean Sullivan, the JoeBucksFan.com draft guru. Here's Sean. Hi, everybody. It's Sean Sullivan coming to you live from Bill Curry Ford Studios in Tampa. Hi, Grace. Say hi to everybody. Hey, guys. Hi. So what a great week. Last week was tough. We're back this week uh, with a vengeance. Got my energy back. I got my my swag back, so I'm good. Follow us at Bill Curry Tampa, Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat. What else am I missing? Twitter. And Twitter. Go to BillCurryFord.com. See all of our amazing specials going on right now to include ordering, getting a $500 gift card just for placing an order with no deposit necessary. Oh, and by the way, Ford is finally sending us some inventory. So I actually have some inventory outside for people to look at. Not Mavericks, but everything else. You can. I have Broncos. I have F-150s. I have Expeditions, Explorers, Edges, Escapes. Um, I have everything outside. Do I have as many as I'd like? No, but at least you can walk around and have a selection. I also have the largest certified pre-owned inventory in Tampa. So if you guys want to see Fords and non-Fords that are factory certified, now that's 133-point inspection right with a with a warranty plus lifetime warranty that we add on to it so the transmission and engine are covered for life if you think about that that's amazing including 10-year roadside assistance so you can buy um, without any type of regret because i know everybody tells me oh i buy a car and i don't know if i got a good deal or not you're going to get a good deal and you're going to get a great warranty thanks to the curry family this is the place to buy please visit us at billcurryford.com and, and see what we have going on. The construction's going. The hurricane didn't stop our construction, thank God. We are moving forward. So we are, we'll have buildings up by December. So Christmas time, uh, you'll, we'll have our new service and parts buildings up. So that's going to be very exciting. Um, we still are on for spring of next year for our grand opening of our new store. So that's all great stuff. Our hearts and prayers go out to our brethren in Inglewood and uh, Sarasota. Um, who are still dealing with Hurricane Ian, and we're still doing many uh, donations and drives for that. So please contact G. Thomas at BillCurry.com if you want to get involved. All right, great. Let's get into the Buccaneers game against the Falcons. Interesting game. We came out exactly how I thought we were going to come out, playing strong defense, putting some points on the board. In the second half, we kind of lost our focus, and and, uh, according to Devin White, got bored. uh, And then we gave up points, and we almost let them back in the game. So we played a good... First half of football, three quarters of football. But again, leadership is super important, guys. It doesn't matter what job you're doing, whether you're a general manager of a car or auto dealership or a general manager of a, of a football team. It's really irrelevant. Your, your job is the same. You have to find personnel that fits your scheme, that fits what you're trying to do as a business. And then you need to execute as and have leaders throughout your company. Who's our leader on defense right now? With Pierre Paul gone and Sue gone, who's our leader? I know that Joe Bucks fan, um, I saw several writers on there talking about that Devin White is our leader on defense. Well, Devin White is, is a wonderful player who's having a really fantastic year, and I'm very proud of him. Um, by the way, he was our first-round draft pick out of LSU a few years ago. I will tell you that for him to come out and say he got bored in the second half, that's really tough to coach out. You've got to stay focused for four quarters. That's what you have to do. Maybe Brady will get involved. Maybe Brady can be a leader on offense and defense, but he's got a lot going on outside football. I don't know how much of a presence he has in the locker room right now. But let's jump into some actual uh, talk about the play. So 
Uh, Richard White, uh, who was our third-round draft pick out of Arizona, is getting more involved in the offense. Uh, I think even Steve um, Itzbitz of Joe Bucks fan can, can admit that he has played better as he's getting uh, more playing time. He had five carries, 14 yards. Most of those carries he's getting are on third and ones. And we're, we're still not running the ball consistently. Five carries for your backup running back is not enough. 11 to 14 carries is not enough for your starting um, running back. We have to commit to the run that we're going to run at least 25 times a game from some combination. I don't really care who the running backs are, but we need to run the ball 25 times. And you saw that in the third quarter when we, when we should have immediately come out and killed the clock and make Atlanta do their timeouts. We throw three straight incomplete passes so that Atlanta doesn't have to use timeouts. Bad coaching. That's not on the players. That's on the coaches. That's bad. Whether Todd Bowles got, got with Byron Lefwich on the, the timeout and said, hey, five minutes left on the clock. Atlanta has all three timeouts. We're one score away. Let's go ahead and run the clock out. Let's make them spend their timeouts. Let's put them in, in, in a long and distance. But that's not what happened. So hopefully we're five weeks in. Our coaching should get better. Uh, he also, Rashad White had three catches, 28 yards, um, which was which was terrific. Kate Otten, our tight end fourth-round draft pick out of Washington, uh, six catches, 43 yards. He started in the game, 7.2 yards a catch. Um, he caught three first downs, which is fantastic. I really felt like he was gelling with the offense. His blocking, guys, his blocking has a long way to go. But he's got good hands. He's getting open. He's sitting down in the zone. He knows where the sticks are. He fought for the sticks, and it looks like Brady's getting some confidence in him. So congratulations, Kate Otten. Uh, Logan Hall, our second-round draft pick out of Houston, needs to get more playing time. That's how well he played against the Falcons. Three tackles, the tackles for two tackles for loss, a solo tackle, and three quarterback pressures. Logan Hall, that was a terrific game. Uh, congratulations. Another great draft pick by Jason Light. We've seen since the first week of the season – Every week they're easing him in more and more and giving him more responsibilities, and he's responding. Zylan McCollum, our fifth-round draft pick out of Sam Houston, we actually traded uh, two draft picks to get him back up in the fifth round. He got his first playing time of the season, had two tackles, two solo tackles, and had to play for Carlton Davis, who got injured in the game. So the jury's still out, but he got, he got his feet wet in, in the game. Joe Tryon you know, had a good first half with a sack, uh, two quarterback pressures, a tackle for loss. In the second half, Atlanta adjusted and allowed Joe Tryon to run um, past them, very similar to what Gaines Adams used to do, run past them, and then they were running on the inside, just running straight at him. And it was becoming more and more obvious that we gave up second hard rushing yards, second half rushing yards, running right, right at Joe Tryon. That is an adjustment that has to be made. He gets up the field very fast. He actually, on pass rushing downs, it worked perfect. But on first and second down, we've got to find a way for Joe to control his gap because he's not right now. But that's just such an impressive. And, I, you know, we could talk about Camarati, the, the punter um, that we drafted, too. You know, I don't like to talk about punters and kickers. But I will tell you, this draft class for Jason Light is looking outstanding. Uh, Gadicki, obviously, was our is our starting left uh, guard right now. And... The beginning of the game, he just got manhandled by Grady Jarrett. He got better as the game went on. He does have his moments where he's just getting beat right off the ball, and it's causing Brady to, to throw the ball faster than we want. And I was listening to NFL Network uh, talk about the Buccaneers and their offensive line and saying how Brady threw 50 times and didn't give up a sack, the offensive line. The, the stats are misleading, okay? The offensive line, by the way, the Donovan Smith and, and Tristan Wirfs, 
were dominant in this game. So let's just take those guys out. Those guys are really good players. Uh, the rest of the offensive line, to include Shaq, got moved around a lot in this game. And Brady is rushing the ball. He's not making his throws down the field. They're not as accurate because I think that he's trying to get the ball out in less than 2.1 seconds. That's an offensive line thing. Tom Brady makes this offensive line better. And I'm, and, and I'm not talking about the tackles. Please, Donovan, because when you come by this week, please don't give me a hard time. You played a terrific game. You dominated the game. Tristan Wirfs obviously is the best at his, at his position in the NFL. So I'm talking about the interior guard play in our center. So as far as the team is concerned, I think um, based on what I was reading and what I'm hearing um, from everybody is that they, they felt like we should have blew Atlanta out, that the roughing the passer call shouldn't have been in, um, a, a call. Listen, we can go through all of that in, in detail. And, and this podcast isn't long enough for me to do this amount of, of, Joe, uh, of, of Bucks talk. I will tell you this. One, the NFL does not protect Tom Brady as much as everybody runs their mouth about it. Tom Brady in his last 200 football games, that's 200 football games, has 24 roughing the passer penalties. 24 in 200 games. To put that in perspective, Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes, and there's one more. Oh, and Josh Allen have this 24 roughing the passer penalties in their last 67 games. Okay. Brady has to have 200 football games to get to 24 roughing the passer penalties. These other top quarterbacks have done it in less than 70. Okay, so let's not talk about the special treatment that Tom Brady has. Or did everybody forget last year's Rams game where he got punched in the mouth and is bleeding from the mouth and got a penalty on himself? Okay, I don't think the referees like Tom Brady very much. I think that's obvious, and I don't think that he gets some phantom calls. That call came down because of Tua. This Tua thing is, is running through the NFL like a virus, right? And it's, and it's making our football unenjoyable. So the NFL figured it out. Um, I will tell you that Scotty Miller, the pass prior to that, was rode out of bounds. The defensive back never turned to look at the ball. Uh, it's clear definition of pass interference. Should have been first down. That would have been game over. The referee standing five feet away decided not to throw the flag for whatever reason because he doesn't know the rules because he's, he's an idiot. I don't know. But... Whatever reason, they must get together before the game and say, nobody throws pass interference on Scotty Miller. This guy gets beaten up, mugged, robbed. Um, they take his purse, whatever. They beat this guy up all game long, knock him off. Tack this guy got tackled. I mean, it was a tackle out of bounds. And, and the referees just stand and they're like, okay. And then they throw a flag for roughing the passer. Listen, guys, I don't have the answers to it. I know that the referees on all games, now this is all games, suck. They're terrible. They're inconsistent. The holding penalty on Co'Keefe, when, when the announcer said, oh, yeah, that's clear holding. I guess you forgot to mention that the, the defender the defender was also holding Co'Keefe. Both hands inside his numbers, twisted hands inside holding jersey. I don't know what the hell these guys watch, but I watch the games and I watch them repeatedly over and over again so I don't make mistakes. You can't call holding on Co'Keefe if both of them are holding. There was defensive holding and offensive holding. That should have been ignored by the refs. Instead, they throw a flag, and I'm like, there's just no consistency to it. And I get that. Buccaneers fans, our team is an average team right now. That's it. We don't have a Super Bowl team. We don't have a, a team that's going to get deep in the playoffs currently. Right now, we don't have that. We have a team that, that barely escapes the Atlanta Falcons without, their, without two top players in, on their team. Cordell Patterson and Kyle Pitts probably would have made this game a lot closer. 
Um, defensively, the Atlanta Falcons should not have hung with us at all. I watched the Packers give up a ton of yards rushing. I watched the Kansas City Chiefs game with the Raiders. And I watched the Raiders, even though they lost, they punched Kansas City in the mouth. They played physical. Pachinko had one yard rushing. Okay, it wasn't this like crazy rushing. It, 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 we don't have this team that everybody thinks we have at the moment. Now, I, we can talk about injuries. Jensen's a big injury to me, for sure. Julio Jones is not a big injury to me. Chris Godwin was the injury. Um, this team is not the same without Gronk, and it, it's clear that it's not. Antonio Brown, as much as we don't want to see this guy doing jumping jacks on the sideline, destroyed our playoff hopes last year with his, with his ridiculous nonsense. And Julio Jones has not filled any position in there. And um, right now I watched Justin Watson catch balls last night, and Tyler Johnson is working his way in the, in the offense in Houston with 27 snaps. He's probably going to take over a large lead next to Nico Collins out of Michigan, which was uh, Houston's number uh, number three draft pick uh, last year. So we have receivers out there. We kept receivers like Darden and Scotty Miller for special teams and Scotty Miller to stretch the field because he's obviously a friend of Brady. And I just don't see it's worked out very well. They figured Scotty Miller out. You physically hand fight him and beat him to the end, and the referees aren't going to throw anything. So... That's a really tough matchup for that. Brady went 35-52, 351 and TD, had another solid game. Uh, Leonard Fournette, playoff Lenny, is our, you know, it's it's clear to me that he's the best player on the field most of the time he's on the field, um, on the offense. He's just he's just so good. Besides Mike Evans, he's our best player on offense, obviously, besides Tom Brady. But Leonard Fournette can just do so much. You know, he had 76 catches for the Jacksonville Jaguars. I talked about this on Joe Buck's fan when we signed him and everybody's saying, well, he's not a receiver. And I'm like, he is a receiver. He was second to McCaffrey in receiving catches and yards while he was in Jacksonville. He's clearly a three down back, but we need to get him more rushes. And for goodness sakes, I don't care if it's Rashard White or Keyshawn Vaughn. Somebody needs to run the ball on this team. And if we throw 50 times a game and win every game, I'm super happy about that. But at some point, you're going to have to control the clock like in the, like in the fourth quarter. And Byron Leftwich couldn't control the clock. I mean, we made, made three ridiculous pass plays in a row when we should have allowed Atlanta to do their timeout. So, again, time management. There's just there's so many facets of this game that we could break through. One, I would just want to finish you with this. Jason Light's draft class, I'm very proud of it. It's a very good draft class, and it's performing on a playoff team. There was better continuity on offense uh, with Brady and his receivers. We moved the ball much better. Working Richard Wyden, I think, is a smart idea because it looks like he gives us a spark. Defensively, we need to we need to have a leader on defense, and somebody needs to step up. Moving on to the Atlanta Falcons, I'll go over a couple of players. Tyler Ajir, their running back out of BYU, 13 carries, 45 yards, and a touchdown on the ground. Uh, very solid for him, but only 13 carries. Uh, Drake London, uh, their first-round draft pick at a USC, four catches, 35 yards. He was basically a non-factor on that. So, Again, go Bucks. We were up against a, a very hurt Steelers team next week who just gave up 385 yards passing to Josh Allen in the first half of that game. Fumbled the ball on special teams. I mean, they're a mess. This could either go two ways. You're either going to get the best at Pittsburgh next week because they were embarrassed, or you're going to get a team that's laid down for the season. And I guess we'll find out. Go Bucks. All right, next game, uh, Colts and Broncos. The Colts won 12-9. to What a boring game. I don't recommend that you watch this game. As far as uh, rookies, um, Alex Pierce is a guy that I talked about that I like a lot. He's um, wide receiver number two for the Colts. He was their third-round draft pick out of Cincinnati. He had eight catches, 81 yards. He's quietly pacing a 1,000-yard season. That's pretty impressive. 
for his draft status is to catch a, a thousand yards on a team's quickly becoming Matt Ryan's favorite target. So we'll see how that goes. Congratulations to Alec Pierce. On to the Giants-Packers game. Uh, Giants won 27 to 22. The Giants are now four and one. I loved seeing the Packers lose. It makes me so happy. Aaron Rodgers uh, walked around with a pouty face, which is awesome. He threw for 200 yards. Congratulations, Hall of Fame uh, Aaron Rodgers. The rookies in this game, uh, Daniel Bellinger, which was one of the favorite of mine at tight end. We talked about him being a draft pick of the Buccaneers. I actually wanted the, the Bucks to draft him late in the draft. He actually went higher than I thought. He went in the fourth round. He's out of San Diego State. He is doing what uh, amazing state stuff right now for the Giants. He is going to be like a, what was the tight end for the Giants? Bavaro. Daniel Bellinger, he caught two balls for 22 yards, and he had a rushing TD. They're using him in all these different things. He had three targets on the game, but you can see what they're doing. He rushed also the three times in the ball, and he also came in on blocking. So congratulations to him. He's having a, a terrific start to his career. Kayvon Thibodeau, the first-round draft pick out of Oregon, who was one of the top pass rushers in all of college football, Three tackles, two solo tackles, and a quarterback pressure in this game. Um, Evan Neal, who was I, who was my consensus best in class number one tackle, played a terrific game out of Alabama. He was their first round draft pick. Evan Neal is by far the best tackle in this draft, so I was correct about that. And, and then getting back to that, I'm gonna I'm gonna toot my horn a little bit on this Andrew Thomas thing. Andrew Thomas is the starting left tackle for the Giants out of Georgia. If you remember, when we drafted Trifton Wirfs, one of the articles I wrote on Joe Buck's fan was how much that I liked Andrew Thomas out of Georgia to play left and right tackle for the Bucks. He could either play right tackle to start and move to left tackle if we let Donovan Smith walk or vice versa. And we ended up drafting Trifton Wirfs, which was obviously, looking back, Jason Light drafted the best right tackle in football, not left tackle, right tackle, knowing that he was going to play. He's an all-pro Tristan Wurst is just is going to be a Hall of Fame player at this at this point. He's that good of a player. So I, I'm not going back and saying that Andrew Thomas would have been the right pick, but Andrew Thomas, just so you know, he's uh, playing at a Pro Bowl level this year at left tackle, and he's considered the second best left tackle in all of football. So I wasn't that far off. Uh, the guy the guy just took a, a year to develop. That his first year, his rookie year was awful, um, but now he is playing at a Pro Bowl level. And, and right now he's considered probably to be the second best left tackle in all of football. So congratulations to Andrew Thomas. Uh, Quay Walker, uh, which was a linebacker that I clearly missed. The Packers drafted him in the first round. I didn't think he was this good uh, of a linebacker. I had him going in the second or third round. The, the Packers picked him at 22nd overall out of Georgia. Um, eight tackles, uh, five solo tackles. Has just been a tremendous player. So here's... Here's a guy that obviously wasn't in my top five linebackers, inside or outside, and he is he is becoming a star for the Packers. So congratulations to Quay Walker. That Georgia team has just been awesome. Romeo Dubs, uh, fourth-round draft pick out of Nevada, three catches, 29 yards. Christian Watson, which was their second-round pick, uh, did nothing in this game. But Romeo Dobbs is having a, a, a solid rookie year. Moving on to the Steelers and Bills. The, the Bills won 38-3. It wasn't close. The start of the game, it was very similar to how the Bucks started the Kansas City game. Pittsburgh fumbled away the kick return. It was an instant touchdown. Then they turned the ball over again, instant touchdown. The game was out of control. Everybody who didn't watch the game probably thought that Kenny Pickett had a bad game. So Kenny Pickett, which was the first-round draft pick out of the University of Pittsburgh, the guy that Dan Marino talked about, threw 52 times in his first start in the NFL. Does that sound right to you guys? 52 times the guy throw. He's completed 34 of them. 
for 327 yards, didn't, and, and he threw one pick. He had a QBR of 74.8 against one of the top defenses in all of football. This was a tough start for Kenny Pickett, but I think he's going to have a huge career ahead of him. So congratulations. George Pickens, which was a, a, a Pittsburgh draft pick, uh, third round out of Georgia. I'm sorry, second round out of Georgia, six catches, 83 yards. He's going to have a 1,000-yard season, guys, if Kenny Pickett's his quarterback. George Pickens was actually a five-star recruit going to Georgia, was considered the next great wide receiver in all of, of, of football, and he had several injuries that limited him at Georgia, including last year at Georgia, where he only played half the season with a leg injury. If this guy is fully healthy, we could be looking at a superstar wide receiver for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, going to the Bills, James Cook which was a second-round draft pick um, out of uh, Florida State. Uh, four catches, obviously, Dalvin Cook's brother. Four carries, 31 yards, and a TD. They're, working, they're slowly working him into the offense. Khalil Shakir, the slot receiver out of BYU, I talked about him in my wide receiver breakdown, and I said, any team that gets this guy and plays him in the slot is going to really like his production. What does he go do? He plays the slot. He had three catches, 75 yards, and a TD. So congratulations to Khalil Shakir. He's a very hard guy to bring down. He's very similar. Uh, he's almost like a running back that's a wide receiver. That's how he's built. So congratulations to him. Next game, Chargers-Browns. The Chargers won 30-28. to There's no rookies that I want to talk about in this game other than my boy Justin Herbert, you know, who had a solid game. But nothing for us to talk about um, rookie-wise in this particular game. Rashawn Slater, of course, last year's number one pick for the Chargers, is, is a star at right tackle for the Chargers. So moving on to the Bears and Vikings. Um, the, the Bears almost came back in this game. The Vikings did win 29-22. They dominated the first half and almost lost the game. Uh, talking about rookies, one of the things that I, that I talked about was the Bears draft class. They should have drafted some offensive help for Justin Fields, but they didn't. They drafted some great defensive players. I'm going to go with these guys are going to be terrific. Jalen Jones, the uh, linebacker out of Ole Miss, 13 tackles in this game. Kyler Gordon, the cornerback out of Washington, who was their first-round draft pick, 10 tackles. Jaquan Bisker, one of my favorite safeties in the entire draft out of Penn State, five tackles, four solo tackles. Listen, the Bears have some talent on defense. You can see how they're trying to build from their defensive backfield up. I personally would like pass rushers before I like these kind of players, but... That's how I would build a team. But the Bears, offensively, it's rough. They just don't have a lot. Moving on to the to my hapless Lions. The Lions got blown out by a rookie quarterback, 29-0. Couldn't score on Bill Belichick's defense. Um, it was just a comedy of errors for the Lions. They turned the ball over. Right when they started, when they were getting back in the game, there was a strip fumble. I mean, it was just a comedy of errors. Bailey Zappi was a quarterback that we talked about out of Western Kentucky that threw 75 touchdown passes in one year, which is uh, insane. Um, only threw 21 passes. So this is how a rookie quarterback should start in the NFL. He threw 21 passes for 188 yards, had a touchdown, managed the game very well, had a 100, 100 QB rating. So congratulations to Bailey Zappi, who they said didn't have the arm strength to play in the NFL. It looks like he's, he's playing pretty well. He's played now two weeks in a row. I'm, I'm anxious to see if they're going to start him next week. As far as uh, running backs are concerned, Ramondre Stevenson, last year's fourth-round draft pick out of Oklahoma, 25 carries, 161 yards, also caught the ball extremely well. It looks like the Patriots found a replacement for Damian Harris, who was their third-round draft pick out of Alabama two years ago. Ramondre Stevenson, the guy that was linked to the Buccaneers, 
um, last year at, at running back. Looks like he's going to be a star player for the Patriots. So congratulations to him. On to the Sea Chickens and the Saints. The Saints uh, came back in this game, won 39-32 from a Taysen Hill sighting. I mean, if you lose to Taysen Hill, quit. Quit your job. You are terrible. This guy does nothing good. I mean, it's insane that they do a direct snap to him. He's going to run the ball, run the ball, run the ball. He scored three TDs in this game. Please quit. Please quit. This guy, for goodness sakes, they act like this guy is some type of special player. The guy's ridiculously bad. I'm so tired of the Taysom Hill conversation. The fact that he continues to do it, I guess it's like one of those things like, I, I don't know, like the Bermuda Triangle. That's, it's a mystery. I have no idea why teams let this guy do anything on him. He doesn't break tackles well. He doesn't have great outside speed. He puts his head down and runs straight. And somehow everybody just lets him do it. I, I, I haven't figured it out yet. I'm going to talk about a rookie in this game, Kenneth Walker, who was the leading rusher in college football last year out of Michigan State, had eight carries, 88 yards, and a touchdown. It looks like we're sure Art Penny's out for the season, so Kenneth Walker's going to, we're going to see what he can really do. Start, he's going to be starting next week for the Sea Chickens. Uh, Chris um, Alave, obviously their first round draft pick of Ohio State, four catches, 54 yards, and a TD. Love that kid. Um, but uh, as far as the Seahawks and Saints, um, I hope they both lose their franchises. Dolphins, Jets. Uh, Jets uh, blew out the Dolphins. This is a game where the Dolphins couldn't keep any quarterbacks healthy. The Jets won 40-17. to uh, Skylar Thompson, which was the seventh-round pick out of Kansas State. Buccaneer fans know him. First week of the preseason, Skylar Thompson played the entire game against us. Looked very good. He threw 30, 33 passes in the game, completed 19, 166 yards, and had a TD. Uh, Zach Wilson for the Jets. Um, this was his um, a game back, 14 of 21, 210 yards. Unbelievable the guts that this guy plays with. I mean, not as accurate as I was hoping. Doesn't throw for the big yards. But I will tell you, the guy plays with absolute moxie. So there's another Jets quarterback he reminds me of. And you can email me at bestinclass at billcurry.com if you can think about who that is. I, I will reveal it next week, but he is a clone of that guy. Uh, Brees Hall which was their second-round draft pick out of Iowa, right? This is a guy that's an absolute stud. 18 carries, 97 yards, TD, caught two balls for 100 yards. This guy is all over the field for the Jets. The Jets have one of the best drafts, I think, in the last five years. The Jets have absolutely nailed the draft. Garrett Wilson, which was a, another pick that they got uh, first round out of Ohio State, three catches, 27 yards. He's going to be great. They got the best corner in the draft out of Cincinnati, Sauce Garner. Um, five tackles, three solo, two pass defense. Sauce Garner is a shutdown corner. Starting Pro Bowl corner this year, this guy is the future of the NFL at that position. Uh, and Elijah Vera Tucker, a guy they drafted in the first round last year, again, playing at a Pro Bowl level at guard. So I'm telling you, the Jets nailed it. Congratulations to their general manager. But the Jets are now 3-2. and two. They beat the Dolphins 4-17. Moving on to the Titans and Commanders, the team formerly known as the Redskins. The Titans won this game 21-17. Brian Robinson, who was a fourth-round draft pick out of Alabama of the uh, Washington Redskins, nine carries, 22 yards, got back after his, his shooting, obviously. The guy got shot multiple times. He's back in the NFL. They gave him nine carries, uh, ran 22. I mean, it's just it's an inspirational story to have the guy back on the field. Oh, and the Titans' first-round draft pick, Traylon Burks, for, out of Arkansas, out for the year. He's done. So we'll see what happens with that going forward with the Tennessee Titans, how they're going to fill that void. Moving on to the Texans-Jaguars. 
What a boring game. Texans won 13-6 over the Jaguars. The Jaguars just couldn't score. Uh, Damian Pierce out of Florida, which was a, a running back drafted after the Bucks drafted uh, Mr. White. So this is one of the things that Steve talks about. 26 carries, 100 yards, 4 yards of carry and a touchdown. Caught 10 balls. I'm sorry, 10 balls. Caught 4 balls um, for, for 10 yards. He's obviously very involved in the offense. Damian Pierce is probably going to be a star player for the Texans. He should have been a star player for the Gators, but we had an idiot head coach. So it is what it is. Derek Steenley Jr., who was drafted before Sauce Gardner by the by Lovey Smith, solid game, seven tackles, but he gets beat. And he doesn't he's not the tackler that Sauce Gardner is. I'm sorry. To me, there's a clear number one and some number two guys. Jacksonville, last year's first round draft pick, Travis Intian, um, had 10 carries, 71 yards, um, caught a few balls. Um, I will tell you that they're working him in. He's going to they're really trying to get him to take over that job from James Robinson, but I think it's a great one-two punch. Devin Lloyd, which is my number one draft pick, my number one linebacker, who was the first-round draft pick of Jacksonville out of Utah, 11 tackles, now leads the NFL in tackles. So I guess I was right about that one. Everybody forgot about Devin Lloyd. I had him ranked number one. He's a star. He's a tackling machine, leads the NFL in tackles. Trayvon Walker, the number one overall pick out of Georgia, had five tackles, had a solid game, didn't really rush the passer, plays the run extremely well. Him and Hutchinson had a very similar week again. So for those two guys, it's pretty much a draw again. 49ers-Panthers. 49ers blew the Panthers out 37-15. Matt Rule got fired. That's really all you have to know about this. We'll see what happens with the Carolina fire sale. Uh, there's no rookies to really talk about in this game. Garoppolo had a terrific game. If he plays like that, the 49ers are going to go far in the league. Cowboys-Rams. Cowboys won 22-10. I love to watch the Rams get get their butt beat because that's what happened. The Cowboys are a physical team. They only lost to the Bucks. Mika Parsons, last year's first-round draft pick at a Penn State, five tackles, three solo tackles, two tackles for loss, a sack, and three quarterback hurry. The guy is a beast. He is Lawrence Taylor, guys. He is reincarnated in Mika Parsons. Mika Parsons is the best defensive player in the NFL, bar none. He is the greatest. He obviously fires up that team. The Cowboys are going to go far as long as they stay healthy. Um, Eagles, Cardinals, Eagles 20 to 17 over the Cardinals. Very, very boring game. Not much to talk about. Last year's Heisman Trophy winner, Devontae Smith, 10 catches, 87 yards, and a TD. Um, Jordan Davis, this year's Eagles first round draft pick out of Georgia, has made such a difference on their on their defensive line. Had three tackles, three solo tackles. Jordan Davis is a beast on that line. So the Eagles, again, have been drafting well. They're getting better quarterback play. They have terrific tight end play. The Cardinals are, are moving in the wrong direction. The Eagles are moving in the right direction. The Eagles stay undefeated at 5-0. and zero. Uh, Still, the Eagles fans, the worst fans in the NFL, maybe in the world. They are the worst absolute. Not, not, I'm not even talking about the franchise, like the Sea Chickens or the Saints. I'm talking about the Eagles fans are the absolute worst. Philadelphia should be annexed from the United States and sent off somewhere else in the middle of the ocean. Okay, But their team is pretty good. And their general manager is doing a terrific job drafting. Bengals-Ravens. Uh, Ravens won 19-17. Low-scoring game. Very defensive game. I thought in this game that it was really the pass rush on Joe Burrow that changed the game. That offensive line for Cincinnati is just not fixed. Even though Kappa, former Buccaneer draft pick from Jason Light, is playing extremely well for Cincinnati. So congratulations to him. And the Gordon, I touched on this game earlier. The Chiefs ended up beating the Raiders 30-29 to on a failed two-point conversion from the Raiders. I still think it was the right call. Talking about rookies, Nick Bolton, which was last year's second-round draft pick out of, out of Missouri, nine tackles, has had a sensational start to the season. 
Um, he is a tackling machine for them. So congratulations to Nick Bolton. I saw his family um, there at the game last night. That was really cool. As far as Isaiah Pachinko, um, who was a seventh-round draft pick, he had one yard rushing. So it looks like somehow the Raiders figured out how to stop that guy who looked like Barry Sanders against the Buccaneers. Again, the Patrick Mahomes' receivers all struggled last night. Sky Moore had a couple of catches. And, you know, Sky Moore was their second-round draft pick. So he's getting more involved in the, in the business, as well as Justin Watson, who was drafted by Jason Light again, who had three catches last night for first downs and looks like a favor to Patrick Mahomes. So there you go. What's my time? 34 minutes. We wrapped up week five in 34 minutes, guys. I hope you enjoyed the Best in Class podcast. We're talking about rookies. We're talking about the Bucks. So I hope you guys have a great drive home, and I'll see you next week.